0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Google Workspace Recap, a weekly show discussing all the changes happening in Google Workspace. My name is Jesse Nolan, my co host is Steve Larson, and we're here to help you keep up. We have a flood of updates this week thanks to the Google Workspace for Education event, a total of eight updates on the Workspace update blog, and some tidbits we dug up around the internet. Huge congrats to the NASA team, by the way, landing on Mars. Woohoo, Steve, did you watch the Mars
1: landing? I did. I had it. Uh, I think I shared it with a few people on a few of the communities here for uh, for the workspace uh, communities as well. So yeah, I uh, I was watching it, and uh, you know I, when I was watching it, you always I always uh, like these kind of events like get goose goosebumps like watching it. I don't know. It feels like I'm there, like in the control room and like part of the team, whatever. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it's pretty cool watching those things.
0: It's absolutely amazing, and and I I you know I kind of have a little bit of a glimpse of what it was like to you know see the first people to land on the moon and those early space launches. I, obviously, this is not the same. Um, you, you were technology and everything has advanced tremendously. You were, you were I was alive, not alive was back say. then. You're not that old, no. I <laughs> But I have a glimpse of that. I have a glimpse of that feeling of what right. it was like oh, back I then. See what you mean. But it's yes. it's important. It's special. You know, I make sure to show my kid, uh, my three year old. I make sure to show him. Uh, all the launches and and he can name a bunch of the rockets already uh by name and uh and he is really into it and I was actually in a meeting with some with a vendor that we're working with to roll out um uh wireless internet um to a, a bunch of our locations and I made everybody stop the meeting and watch the seven minutes of hell landing on to Mars and they were like,
1: oh okay. All right this is awesome. Nice. <laughs> so we've um yeah we've got a few things coming up uh, this week as well. I mean, it's like, there's always an endless list of things happening when I, you know, it's not even like, I don't know. Uh, what have we got this week? So we're going to do clubhouse again this week. Uh, again, Wednesday, we are going to do it a little bit later, but a little bit earlier than the last two times. So <laughs> last week we got it two hours earlier than what we th- thought we were going to do it for. Um, so this we do it. Yeah. By mistake. So we're going to do it. 7 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Central. And hopefully we get as many people on as we did last week. Because last week, I think we had that room up to about 40 people at one point. And that was, I think, primarily thanks to a few Googlers that joined us in that room, probably mostly due to the fact that Kelsey Hightower joined us um, in there and, and talked a little bit about Workspace. And then we had a few other Googlers as well um Joe Timmons and Bob Greenlisted uh, were, were, were really active and talking a lot about uh workspace and we also had Andrew uh Shahan, uh join us for a little bit and then I briefly saw uh Sarah Kennedy Ellis pop in as well and she popped out but uh, hopefully she can join us next time and and uh do a little uh, do a little talking herself and I think we've got to, there's another um Google we're going to try to get on to join us right that we were speaking with on Twitter, Jesse. Kelly. Exactly. So hopefully we'll have at least a few of those joining us again this week. So we'll see. So join us. Uh, again, we'll put the link on the show notes for you to join us Wednesday on Clubhouse at 7 p.m. Pacific.
0: Yeah, yeah that was really insane. And I, because of the time mix up, I, I still had to put my kids to bed. I I was like and you were you on and there and you're me. like, dude, come like, on, dude, join, come on. Get, yeah. And not. then you sent me another one. You're like, come on as soon as possible. I look at who's in the group. I was like, Kelsey Hightower, all these other Googlers. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. ran to my, uh, to, well to my computer, but ran to my, uh, my desk where, uh, I had my headset and actually got on. And, uh, I got to say, once I jumped on, a because I was late and b because uh, some seriously powerful Googlers on there, my imposter syndrome kicked in, and I I should have said hi to Kelsey and to the others. And I mean, I got a chance to talk to Joe and to Bob quite a bit. Um, but Kelsey, if you if you are hearing this, uh, come back, say hi. Didn't get a chance to actually talk to you. Uh, I kind of clammed up there. Um, you're awesome. Love your Twitter and uh, Joe and Bob. Looking forward to chatting more with you and to the others that I missed. You know, come on come on back. We're gonna do it again. Uh, it was really the time was kind of a sweet spot. So we're going to do that seven o'clock slot. And um, hopefully we can get it to take off again, just like we did last time. That was, I mean, clubhouse is insane. <laughs> There's no
1: other way to explain it. I'm just uh, fixing some, uh, some some dates here, Jesse. I think uh, I'm looking at the Steve's notes, taking notes. here. No, no, I'm just looking at the notes. We're talking about our our talk that we're going to be doing tomorrow. And uh, you had the date and time wrong. So I'm just correcting this here before you go into it. <laughs> Uh oh, thank you. Well, I'll go into it then.
0: Uh, yeah. we're doing a talk tomorrow. Join us tomorrow at noon. Uh, well that's noon your time, Steve. It is noon uh, my time. Yes. Pacific time just, is <laughs> what it was what are we at 10, 10 a.m. Pacific <laughs> well, time, but it's, it's only tomorrow. If you listen, as soon as we release the podcast, if you listen the next morning, yeah. meaning Tuesday morning, if you listen then, then it's today, it's Tuesday the 23rd. And that's at what time, Steve? So, time zone specific.
1: Well, so, so that is noon central and so that would there be 10, 10 am pacific so yeah it is the, it is the morning for the <laughs> pacific coasters yep, uh, yep. but it uh, is the 23rd is and the 23rd, uh, yeah.
0: That's actually a C2C community event. You've heard us mention them a couple of times on here before. We're big fans over there. And uh, we're going to be talking about the top workspace features of 2020. That's featuring Christian Newman, who's a uh, big time up and comer in the Google Workspace uh, content community. And he's got his own group that he works with. We've also got our friend uh, Chanel Greco and uh, Paul Lees, who we've mentioned before. And Steve and I are going to be co-hosts. So join us for that if you can. I know it's last second, but should be a lot of fun. We'll uh, drop the link in the show notes.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're not uh, signed up yet to C2C, there is a, a general kind of sign up uh, to that community. So that way you can stay up to date on all the events that they have coming up. So there we go. All right. What are our topics this week? All of them. Well, we we <laughs> definitely have a few. Um, there's no shortage of updates last week. And, you know, I was actually just saying that we've already seen what three come out today on Monday already for this week. So we are probably going to have another uh, busy week next Monday recording. So for this week, we have, we'll start off the top. So a Google Drive limiting Google Drive sharing to specific groups with target audiences. For education customers, there is the ability to mute all meet participants at once. And, and then as part of you know, education, there's a big announcement on the renaming and rebranding of Google Workspace for Education. So uh, education is also moving out of the, the G Suite nomenclature and moving into Workspace. And guess what they're introducing with the Workspace for Education announcement? More SKUs and levels. So it's not just going to be mm-hmm. education and education enterprise, uh, but there's now, I think, when I looked at it, there are like four different tiers of features that you can pick from so thanks all you microsoft executives that have moved to google we really appreciate all of our <laughs> options now <laughs> um, kind of do
0: though honestly way, it, it, it helps to have helpful. some uh, extra
1: options yeah. anyway I mean, go on. it was nice it was super simple and you, know, you have had two options <laughs> and then you know and then we had a third one uh but yeah now we've got what five plus Frontline coming, so it's going to be like six. So, yeah. All right. But we digress. Uh, Yeah. Um, Automatic group membership management with dynamic groups. that is also came out last week. Uh, More notifications are being added to the alert center in Workspace. A new calendar admin privilege, uh, privilege hierarchy is available in the admin console. It changes to information visibility in the Meet Quality tool. Uh, the meet audit log and the reports api and then also finally the a new option to download third-party apps and domain-wide delegation to csv files and i know there's a few people out there that love being able to export everything to csv um, <laughs> i think you know who those people are jesse don't you <laughs> <laughs> i have a good idea yeah i'm not one of them <laughs> right but i have a good idea now um a few other things uh, so other topics so those were all the releases that came out from the uh, from google uh some other things that have come out now I, you know i we were talking about dom- cloud domains and how those are kind of you know somewhat related to workspace obviously you have to have a domain to you know run your workspace environment but uh, some other things that have come up recently in the last week people have been talking about challenges they've been facing with buying their domain from Google domains and then trying to like change their primary domain or do some things with it. So I am actually hopeful that this might be a way to still purchase your domain through Google, but on the GCP side of things and manage things there and have, you know, your cloud DNS and everything else there, um, but not have some of those constraints that you normally would find when buying your domain through the, you know, uh, domains.google.com. Uh, interface. So hopefully that will alleviate that challenge there. Now, I've also stumbled across the um, Q1 2021 Google Cloud security talks that are happening on March 3rd, uh, starting around 9 AM Pacific. And we'll share the link to register for, for those events. And one of those events, of course, is specific to Google Workspace environment. And that'll be titled The Future of Work and Expanding Data Governance for Google Workspace. And that will be featuring, featuring uh, Javier uh, Saltero and Karthik uh, like, Good uh, luck. Yeah, no, yeah I, I can't pronounce that. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I'll have to... Uh, anyways, he's got a very long last We're name. we to have to jump on and uh, yeah. see how to pronounce that. Amazing. Like Shimon Naranyan, something like that. There you go. Good effort. Yeah, something like that. So that's going to be at 10.05 Pacific. And speaking of, you know, Google security and Googlers, uh, there was actually some big uh, a big departure this week uh, from the Google security space. So uh, for those of you that have been involved with Google for a while, probably know James Snow. And James Snow has been with Google for, you know, 10 plus years, over a decade now. He's actually, um, a Googler that I presented to back. Uh, I forget when I did, I did it for the Google thought leaders event at one of the companies I was working at in London. And this was probably, I don't know, 2014, I think. So, you know, some time ago, and he was one of the Googlers that was there that I was presenting to. we went out to dinner and, uh, kind of had a good, had a good, um, kind of chat about, Uh, workspace at the time. I don't think he was as focused in the security as he was, uh, when he left, but yeah, he's, uh, he's left Google. He's now living in Portugal, relaxing with his family and taking it easy for a while until he goes on to the, whenever, whatever his next venture is uh, that he's into. So we'll see. Maybe he's just retiring, retiring early.
0: Yep. All right. Let's get to it. Lots of busy things going on here. So,
1: yeah, it's, um. should we jump then back into our updates and get down into the details?
0: Yeah, target audiences, go.
1: Sure. So target audiences. So this is a way that you can uh, allow your users to more easily share files with predefined groups of people within your organization. So when this was in... The, uh, in the beta, you had the ability to define up to three per OU. So that's been increased now. Uh, so you can choose uh, and give your users up to five choices to pick from. And um, some other things also during the beta, the, only the ad, only admin-created groups could be added to target audiences. Uh, but now admins can add any group as a target audience, including groups belonging to different organizations. So that is uh, interesting then. Gives for more some more flexibility there, and there is uh, some good help article or a good help article about best practices for deploying target audiences in the announcement. So go and check that out. Um, for what's the use case for this? Well. Interesting. Why you should ask that? So, um, so this. I mean, I think you know the Google put some some examples in there around why you might uh, want to do that. I'll I kind of give you my take on it. So this is uh, you know when you share a file right now, you have to know an email address, and that email address can either be a user or it can be a group. And sometimes you know you might get the group wrong, right? So you think, oh, maybe it's marketing at, but it's actually you know team marketing or something like that. So this just makes it really easy for a user to pick from a predefined list and uh, know that this is the right group of people that you know I want to be sharing this with, without having to remember the correct email address, for example. So it um, just makes it a little bit more reliable and a little bit easier for the user to select uh, from. So you know this is now available as a drop down option for that user when they're applying those permissions to the file or shared drive or, or whatever it is that is being shared. So, yeah. And have you, um, have you deployed any of those yet in your org? Jesse, have you tested it out yet?
0: No, I'm definitely looking at it though. Um, would this work with dynamic groups or would this be in place of, uh,
1: dynamic groups in certain situations? well if you if you remember I was talking about how Google changes so that admins can now add any group as a target audience, so you can yeah have groups as part of these uh, target audiences, so you can combine those two together and have a dynamic group as part of the uh, target audience and uh, use it like that.
0: Yeah, I can see that being well, really um, useful for a company like ours, uh, which has multiple regions where multiple States as well as, um, different locations. Um, I'm a little concerned with the limitation of five per OU. I feel mm-hmm. like that's gonna, we're going to hit that cap real quick, but maybe if, uh, you know, if we're only doing broader scale ones, like everybody in California or, uh, everybody in a different area, for example, or, uh, everybody in the, uh, HR department or something or yeah. marketing, something along those lines. If you just want to, don't need to know who's in the team. If it's a service oriented group or something, you could just throw them in there and make sure that they all get
1: access to it easily. Yeah. And it might, you know, it might take a little bit of a reorganization of your users into OUs that make, um, you know, a little bit of more organizational sense. So now I've seen a lot of companies that, you know, haven't organized their users into OUs. They just have them all at the top root OU and, and that's kind of it. Or um, they haven't really, organize them into different teams and that tends to be the uh, the approach that I've uh, often taken is putting users into uh, you know different OUs based on the, the the teams that they're on and that tends to work pretty well and that would you know generally align pretty well with target audiences in terms of what teams would be commonly sharing with other parts of the organization so for admins you can find this in the admin console under the directory and then target audiences. And for end users, you know, if your admins have enabled this feature for you, you will start to see that as an available option when you go to share uh, documents. And then in terms of the rollout pace for this, so this is on a gradual rollout, which is up to 15 days for feature availability starting on February 16th for both rapid release and scheduled release domains. And in terms of availability, this is going to be available only on the business standard, business plus, enterprise standard, and enterprise plus uh, domains. Uh, And it will be available for the legacy G Suite business and uh, enterprise for education customers. So it is not available for Essentials, Business Starter, Enterprise Essentials, and the G Suite basic education and nonprofit customers, unfortunately. So... All right. Next one is muting all mute participants at once. Now, one thing we should, you know, I did mention this is going to be available for education customers only right now. So, if you are a workspace for education, either fundamentals or education plus customer, this will be available to you. It won't be available to the uh, to the other workspace, business, uh, starter, standard plus, and and those uh, customers. Now. As part of the biweekly office hours, I believe um, we did hear that this feature will eventually be coming to the business uh, workspace SKUs. So I think it's just a little bit of a matter of time until that comes.
0: Yeah, it would only make sense that this, that this would come to the enterprise side or the workspace for business side, uh, especially as we saw in the earlier in the in the pandemic, there were a bunch of meat features, particularly that went first for um, that went first for uh, education, and then within a month or two, were over at the uh, over on the business side.
1: Mm-hmm. And for for this rollout for those education customers. Um, No admin control for this feature. It's just kind of available to the default, uh, by default, to the meeting host. So if you're the meeting host, you'll have the ability to to use this feature. And it is rolling out a little bit differently based on rapid release domains. It's on a gradual rollout up to 15 days for feature visibility starting February 17th. And then for the scheduled release domains, it is starting on the gradual rollout uh, March 3rd. So keep an eye out for this if you don't have it yet for those wrapped release domains.
0: And uh, jumping on with that as part of uh, where this was announced was the Google Workspace for Education event. Education, you're now Workspace, just like the rest yeah. of
1: us. Well, you said event, and uh, that kind of threw me off. I think it was the... uh was I, a video. I was trying, I was trying to... write. <laughs> there were some, <laughs> uh, some announcements to it, uh, some videos for it. So yeah, the, the Workspace... For education, uh, has has now replaced the G Suites for education, and that uh, is you know just bringing into alignment uh, what we've seen elsewhere with uh, with Google. So with that, there's going to be some new SKUs or new tiers available. Uh, so we have the Google Workspace for Education Fundamentals, which is those the the free for qualifying institutions tier. There's going to be um, two new ones available for purchase soon, and those are the workspace for education standard, and then the teaching and learning upgrade. So, three dollars per user for the education standard. Teaching and learning is four, and then the education plus is going to be five per student uh, per year. So, um, yeah. So I think that should you know give education uh, domains a little bit flexi- more flexibility, like you were saying in terms of. Uh, being able to get some additional features for paying a little bit more and not having just one choice to go to the uh, education enterprise tier and uh, paying uh, the highest price, for example. So, yeah. So I think, um, you know, a lot of good features that come along with that additional cost. You know, the the education standard is going to give you security center, uh, advanced device and app management, uh, some additional Gmail log and classroom log exports for insights and analysis in BigQuery. Uh, that'd be interesting. So classroom logging to BigQuery. I wonder if that's going to ever come to uh, the workspace domains. Interesting. Um, or actually, it might. I wonder if it already is in the, in the uh, logs, admin logs. I don't know. We'll have to keep an eye on that. And then audit logs for drive, devices, LDAP, and all those other things. So I think it is... Um, pretty useful there and then for the teaching and learning upgrade some additional classroom add-ons to directly integrate favorite tools in your content and some unlimited uh, originality reports and the ability to check for peer matches across a private repository of past student work so I was I'm actually going back to school right now and had to write a Uh, report on information systems and they put it through this analysis tool. And they said, you know, if it, if it scores higher than 20%, then you didn't write enough original content and, you know, you shouldn't have uh, sentences that look like they were, you know, coming from uh, external sources and you should reference them or whatever. So I think that's what that functionality is going to be for. Very cool. And then we have, so after that big education announcement, Going back into the the business updates that we have is the automatic group membership management with dynamic groups is now going to be available uh, for organizations. So you were you know we were you were asking is can dynamic groups be used with the target audiences? So here is where we're you know kind of talking about these dynamic groups and uh, with the dynamic groups you can start to leverage different uh, inf- different information that you have in your user directory to start to. You know, make users as a part of a group based on the attributes that they have in their uh, in their uh, user attributes. So, looking at that, you would uh, go into the M console, go into Directory and Groups, and use either that or the Cloud Identity API, and start to create some dynamic groups. And uh, those that is coming out to. Both rapid and scatter release domains on a full rollout, which is just one to three days for feature uh, visibility starting the 17th. So that should be out by now. Everyone should be seeing that. And I got to spend some time playing with that. Do you? And yeah, it looks really, that is going to be available for enterprise standard and plus customers only. So if you're an enterprise, check it out.
0: And I was reading into that a little bit, because uh, we do that sort of already through our automation that I mentioned before, where we have, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, people automatically placed into the appropriate groups based on location or title or things like that. And so we control um, access to drives that way. And, um, from what I'm seeing from the documentation of this, it's going to be able to take uh, any information from their profiles, uh, any of the fields, even, I believe, Steve, correct me if I'm wrong, custom fields, and we'll be able to add them to groups based on uh, that information. So you could say everybody that's in you know, this region or in this office or has this same manager or something along those lines and throw them all into
1: the same group. I think that could be uh, hugely valuable to people. Yeah, I'd have to see exactly what fields are going to be allowed to be used for these dynamic groups, because there is some slight limitation in terms of how you can use these. So the dynamic groups, uh, you can't currently leverage them for use with things like context or access policies yet. So that is something that is coming soon. Uh, so don't plan to use these with your context or access policies just yet. No, I could
0: count on you for the answers.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And then, uh, yeah, I think we covered all of that in terms of uh, when it's coming out and who's available for, uh, also available for the Cut Identity Premium customers as well as Education Plus. Uh, So in addition to the Enterprise Standard and Plus customers. And next we have additional notifications being added to the Alert Center in Google Workspace. So the Alert Center is actually something that, I personally haven't used too much. I don't know. Have you used it a lot at all, Jesse? It's, I don't know. I always kind of look over it and skip over it when I'm kind of using the admin console for some reason.
0: I've played around with it a little bit. I've got certain things like, uh, you know, high activity alerts, uh, unusual activity alerts, people logging in from incorrect locations or places that seem suspicious. Or if one user, we have a couple of these who, who, um, Report a tremendous amount of spam because they forgot yeah. that the spam button in Gmail is not the archive button, and we have to go have another conversation with them. Uh, yeah. So that's helped us uh, a number of times. There are, especially on the higher end uh, enterprise tiers, I believe access to the whole security center and can tie into the alert center and be able to tell you, um, you know, what kind of information is being shared and how much of it and, and you know, if too much of it gets put out there and, yeah. and whatnot is is pretty pretty powerful. You and I were talking about that yeah. a couple of months ago. And, you know, there's there's just a lot that you can do with that. So, you know, I think we're going to see a lot more of this over the next uh, couple of years and, and a lot more actionable um, automations that can happen based on this data. So we'll see.
1: Yeah, I've definitely. I mean, I've definitely created a lot of reporting rules, you know, saying, you know, I want to get alerted or I got to get email notified, you know, when these certain things happen, like a new super admin is added to the organization or, you know, user is deleted those kind of things and they would come as an email. I just, I've never used the alert center, you know, the dashboard, like in the admin console that I think is where those different reporting rules kind of wrap up into now is that they Mm -hmm. come into this, you know, central place where you can see what's happening and um, you know, maybe I just need to spend a little bit more time playing around with it and adding some different uh, reporting rules and other kind of alerts into here too, to get some uh, you know better use out of it. So, yeah. Um, but there is uh, some some pretty some pretty good stuff uh, coming here from from this update. So yeah, check that out uh, for admins. You know, obviously this is going to be an admin uh, focused feature. So. No users uh, getting uh, access to this, of course. And for the rapid or for rapid release uh, and scheduled release domains, this is on a full rollout schedule starting February eighteenth. So again, today we're twenty second, so that should be out to all domains that it's available for. And looking at the different domains that it is available for, it looks like it is going to be available to everyone. Uh, Workspace Essentials, Business Starter, Standard, Plus, Enterprise Essentials, Standard, and Plus, and then the Education uh, domains uh, as well. So Education Fundamentals, Education Plus, as well as, as all of the legacy G Suite tiers as well. So yeah, there's one for everyone. And then next, so gee, we've, still got a, we've still got a few more to go. We've got three left here. <laughs> uh, so this is a busy week. Uh, new calendar admin privilege hierarchy in the admin console. So this is giving you the ability to grant admin privileges for calendar-related settings and resource management separately. So I know that there's always been a lot of um, talk about, you know, can we give an admin, you know, the ability to manage user calendars and things like that. And it was really... You know, unless you were a super admin, um, you 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 know you couldn't really do much with calendars. And there was a little trick. Uh, there was a trick that if you had a uh, Google Meet uh, device license on your organization, you could actually use the an API privilege or a privilege that you got by having that, and give that to an admin. So for, for organizations that didn't have meet equipment and hardware, unfortunately, this, this uh, admin control wasn't visible. Uh, but that was, that was the way that you could give a non super admin access to, uh, manage other users' calendars is using the, uh, the meet, uh, calendar API, um, you know, privilege. So, uh, hopefully this means that you don't have to kind of have that meet license to, Give an admin access to the calendars to be able to uh to make some edits to things so we'll see how that goes i'm just kind of looking here in uh in things in the hierarchy so um for yeah so actually i'm just looking at this this probably doesn't solve that previous challenge so it looks like <laughs> you actually might uh want to hold on to that little nugget of information there so yeah if you are a, a google meet hardware uh meet device uh Customer, you'll probably want to use that uh, privilege for your admins if you want them to manage user calendars and not have them be a super admin. Uh, But so for for this feature, though, that is coming out, uh, just head over to the admin console, go into the account admin roles, and you will start to see some new hierarchy there for uh, calendar-related settings and resource management. And that is rolling out to... Customers on a gradual rollout, both on the rapid and scheduled release, meaning 15 days, uh, up to 15 days for feature visibility starting on February 18th. And that's going to be available to all of the Workspace and as well as G Suite SKUs. And hopefully we can start stop saying G Suite SKUs at some point in the future. <laughs> uh, slowly starting to get customers migrated over to Workspace. Uh, I, think, I think a lot of the... Uh, Transfers that are happening these days are kind of getting forced over to Workspace. Uh, if anyone's going to partners and stuff like that, I heard uh, that's kind of changing already. All right. On to our second to last update here. So changes to information visibility in the meat Quality Tool, the Meet Audit Log, and the Reports API. So uh, just making information displayed a little bit differently, hopefully making it easier for admins to... Follow up on calls uh, hosted within their domains, uh, as all uh, as all three tools will use the same identifiers for external participants now. So, we go. cool. And I think that, you know this kind of ties in. There was some updates the other week about external participants getting some fixed IP addresses, right for the for the meet uh, usage. So this is for yeah.
0: I was going to say they're definitely uh, putting things out there to be able to further help diagnose and troubleshoot issues that come up because before it was kind of like, well, it seems to be working or, well, we saw that you were connected, but, you know, that's pretty much all we can do. Yeah. And now there's a lot more. You've got the me troubleshooting tool and uh, and whatnot. And this is going to bring a lot of abilities to be able to uh, see who the host was to their email and and pull a lot of that data. And uh, yeah, just generally make a lot of that more visible, which is always yeah. welcome.
1: And, and also it's in this update here is actually how things are more obscure as well, though. So it is talking True. about for, for calls hosted in external domains. So they've improved how these tools will obscure or entirely hide participant information to give uh, better consistency and better protection of external participant information. So yeah, I think there was, I think there was definitely some ways that, You know, if you if you join someone else's meeting, you can actually get a list of all the participants that were in that event. And you know, a lot of times you don't necessarily want to know all the attendees that were on that event if you were just a guest. You know, uh, especially on kind of webinars of maybe you know uh, if um, other customer other products are like attending other a competitors' events. Maybe they might be able to see like who's <laughs> joining and try to extrapolate, you know, who those people are and email addresses and companies, things like that. So maybe it uh, it hides those things a little bit better now. So for for admins, this is going to be available, uh, you know, for all. Uh, it's going to be available by default for all new meetings. So I always wonder when they say that, does that mean that people are going to have to? Delete reoccurring meetings and start them again because obviously those are old meetings. So they're not going to be using the new features. Keep an eye on that that way. Yep. That's usually how it goes. So you probably have to, you know, end your reoccurring events, uh, like have today, you know, this week's being the last one, and then start it again from next week to get access to these new um, values in the, in the, uh, in the meet quality tool and audit logs and reports API. So. Uh, That is going to be rolling out starting February 18th on Gradual Rollout. So up to 15 days for visibility for both rapid and scheduled release domains. And this is going to be available to all SKUs. So coming to every workspace out there. All right. And then finally, we have the CSV. (laughs) So a new option to download third-party apps and domain-wide delegation to CSV. So for for those of you that um, you know maybe weren't using the API and using GAM that could probably export this to CSV anyways, uh, this is just a way uh, for you to do this now directly in the admin console. So head over there, uh, select download, app info, and then you'll have the ability to get this in a CSV format. So, uh, as this is an admin feature, you know, your users aren't going to have access to this. So head over to the security section and API controls and then app access control or domain wide delegation to see this new feature capability. And that is, uh, that has rolled out to both uh, rapid and scheduled release domains started February 18th. And that was a short, you know, one to three day uh, rollout for that one. And again, this one is going to be available to all Workspace customers out there. So that wraps up the updates that we had last week. So eight of them, uh, and we made a, it. a lot, a lot in there. Yep, yeah, we sure did. And I, yeah, I can't imagine. So we, I think. So for those of you that um, were listening to previous episodes, I think last week we talked about having a, a guest on today. From Google, uh, just due to some scheduling challenges. He wasn't able to join us. And I was actually, I wasn't really sure how we were going to fit in eight updates plus a few other additional topics and have him join us. So it's actually good that he uh, ended up not uh, being able to join us uh, this week because we had so many updates to talk about. And I'm actually not even sure when we're going to be able to have him on next because we already have three updates that came out this week. So it might be a week or two uh, before we have him on, but stay tuned. We will uh, let you guys know when Calvin's going to join us. He is the PM for the context web, context web interface. And um, you know, we'll hopefully have him on as soon as possible. so we can talk to him a bit about that.
0: Yeah Google um, definitely has the pedal to the metal with updates.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So with those other topics, you know we're talking about these domains uh, being available, Uh, on the GCP side. So uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, I've, I've used it a few times. I've used the, um, uh, kind of the GCP side of things to purchase domain, to, uh, you know, set the name servers and all the DNS settings. And it's actually, you know, it's, it's pretty cool that you can just, um, you know, programmatically buy domains through the GCP environment. So it's, it's, Kind of a nice way to uh, nice way to do it
0: I actually had a lot more hope for this one I was hoping that I would be able to port all of my domains off of GoDaddy and into Google and be able to manage them all easily uh, through bulk tools and whatnot in as part of my GCP setup and uh, connect it into workspace because you know a lot of my domains are already pointing towards uh, towards workspace or, or workspace partners and uh, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like that's the direction this is going in right now this is more, you buy and manage your domains specifically for cloud projects on GCP. So it doesn't look like there's really, it, it apparently runs on the same backend as Google domains, but I can't even, I didn't even see a way to bring in my Google domains that I already are have you registered. Saying,
1: are you saying that you don't see a way to do a, a registrar change in these, for these domains?
0: Well, I didn't see a way to bulk do that uh, for the ones that I have on GoDaddy, and I didn't see a way to just kind of absorb the ones that I already have on my uh, account, which is my work admin account um, on Google Domains. I would think that, okay, great, now I'm going to have the ability to have multiple people manage these as opposed to having it just linked to my one um, Google Workspace account, you know, kind of like my my personal account, if you will. Uh, Whereas if it was in the Cloud Console, then I would be able to have everybody do it. And I I didn't see any way to kind of, either move them
1: or absorb them okay um yeah interesting I, I don't know if the Google domain purchased ones are uh, visible in here I would I would think that you'd be able to do transfers from uh, you know a third-party registrar into here but i will have to dig into some of the details a little bit more and see um, because there is also, like a blog post yeah I mean well there's also some additional <laughs> Uh, things that came out this week on the What's New in Google Cloud announcement page. So Cloud Domains uh, was, you know, simplifying domain registration and management in Google Cloud. So if we look at that article uh, that came out. I think that might've been what well, the one we're looking at here, isn't it? Um, from the 17th. I see there's Google has yep. so many different places. It is, yeah, that is the one. Okay, so yeah, I'll have a look and see because yeah, it would be nice to be able to migrate some of my domains that I have from other places into this cloud domains environment. And then you should be able to then have granular permissions on who can access, you know, cloud domains and give multiple people access to that. So I know that I think we have like the workspace admins.org domain purchased uh, through a GCP project and all of the super admins can access those settings for the DNS and the domains there. So um, it should be possible. So I'll have to look into this together a little bit, Jesse, after this and see what we can find out.
0: Then we got our uh, event that you talked about. A little bit more detail on that.
1: Yeah, the Security Talks 2021. So that is um, a a kind of a all-day, well, half-day event. Starts at 11.00. I think this is what 11 a.m. Central for me, and then it goes until about 3 p.m. Central. So there are numerous events happening all throughout the day. There are one, two, three, four, eight, nine, like 10 events happening that day, uh, all focused around security. And um, like I said, we had there was one there specific for Workspace, and we'll share the link. It is, you know, Cloud on Air dot with google.com slash events slash security dash talks dash march dash 2021 yes it's a mouthful we will link to it in the show notes so that you can get to it easier than having to play this on repeat many times and hope that i got it right as well Um, and speaking of urls and hoping we got it right uh the other week we talked about going to sign up to the newsletter and for some reason firebase dynamic links seem to have some mysteriously reserved strings and signup is one of them. So you can't create a Firebase dynamic URL with the word signup. Uh, so just head to workspacerecap.com and find the newsletter signup uh, link so that you can join for the newsletter. And uh, we will start to uh, publish a few newsletters in the coming weeks. So stay tuned for that for those of you that have signed up yeah. already.
0: Yeah, it's a uh, part of the navigation on the uh, workspace recap page. And uh, there were a few intrepid sleuths that did manage to sign up. So thanks to <laughs> yeah. those who put in the extra effort to say, oh, I really want to sign up for that. And uh, we did get a bunch of signups there. So it was really cool to see because um, we only announced it here. And all of a sudden we've got people signing up. So glad to see that you're listening and uh, looking forward to sending out the, uh, the newsletter with uh, the show notes and uh, some added uh, articles and, and uh, thoughts and whatnot. And um, I don't think we had any questions come in this week. Well, we did, but they were for the Google guest. And uh, we'll have to put those on the shelf for another time.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. So hopefully uh, reach out to us for, for next week if you guys have any questions. We're always looking forward to hearing from you and answering what questions you guys do throw at us.
0: Yeah, shoot us your questions. Our website, as you know, is WorkspaceRecap.com. We'd love to hear from you, as Steve was saying. And uh, we've been getting a lot of feedback and a lot of uh, positive reviews on social media on the various platforms. Steve and I are both active on LinkedIn and Facebook and Reddit and Twitter and Obviously, our website as well, as I said. So that's all for this week. Send us your questions and comments on Twitter or on WorkspaceRecap.com. And uh, hit the subscribe button. Leave us a review for the podcast. Let us know what you want to hear. Like I said in the past, we're still experimenting. This week, it was just Steve and I. Let us know if you like that better. Uh, Shorter episodes, longer episodes. We want to hear from you. We want to know what works best. Um, We're doing this for you guys and uh, for all of you. And uh, we love doing it. So uh, let us know. Have a great week and we'll see you next time on Workspace Recap.